You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Fiverr, another edition of Kurt and Long, and uh, Ryan Horvat uh, under the weather, so he will not be joining us for this edition of Kurt and Long. Hoping to have him back on Friday. Also, I uh, believe uh, we will wait to confirm, but I believe we will have Andy Herman on the podcast coming up on Friday as well from the Pack a Day podcast. Just a reminder. Uh, you can download uh, these Curt and Long podcasts or the Green and Growing podcast or the Spare Time Bowling Show podcast on your Odyssey app uh, or wherever down- you download your free uh, uh, podcast uh, as well, whether that be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, wherever the case may be. But obviously the Odyssey app, always the way we'd like you to go. And then, of course, uh, we do put up some of these uh, that have the video element to it on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page uh, as well. We'll drop these in from time to time. Uh, too. So make sure to check out all the great places that uh, we have our podcast at here, courtesy of 2400 Sports. I need to talk about uh, some of the player press conferences from Wednesday afternoon. Normally we taped this podcast earlier in the day, but I wanted to wait till the press conferences were done before we taped uh, this Wednesday edition because uh, Jordan Love uh, obviously was talking, and anytime Jordan Love talks, similar to when Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers talk now that he is the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. You have to stop uh, and listen. And I was able to uh, tap in on Twitter to listen to the press conference. And as I put it on Twitter at Sparky Radio, and I will say again, he could not have done that, I don't believe, any more perfectly than he actually did. There are so many instances where you can talk about a head coach screwing up a press conference uh, you can talk about players screwing up a press conference, putting their foot in their mouth. You can have a, a player looking timid and scared and shaky and giving a couple word answers, not really knowing what to say, not feeling really comfortable uh, behind the microphone uh, or saying the wrong things. Uh, in Jordan Love's case, hey man, I, I think most of us would have understood if he would have came across as bitter uh, and mad as far as how this whole thing played out and had some hostility maybe towards Rodgers and the organization for how this whole thing played out. Didn't really show you uh, any of that. I think uh, at some point, uh, as the questioning came uh, from the reporters that were there, and uh, seemingly it came for him, uh, and it, it came uh, as well for Kenny Clark, too, about pressure. That seemed to be the word everybody wanted to bring up was pressure, right? Jordan, tell us about the pressure uh, of you know, finally getting that chance to be the starting quarterback after sitting there for three years and watching. Jordan, uh, tell us the pressure uh, that it is to replace a Hall of Famer uh, in Aaron Rodgers and what that uh, is really all about. And to Jordan Love's credit, Jordan Love, I'm just going to paraphrase here, Jordan Love pretty much said, I'm going to play game to game, practice, practice, day to day, 
And we're going to see what happens. Signed up for the position of quarterback, and when you sign up for the position of quarterback, pressure comes along with it, regardless pretty much if you're following a Hall of Fame quarterback uh, or if you're a quarterback in high school, if you're a quarterback in college. That position in general always has pressure on it. And I think that Jordan Love handled that beautifully. Now, once we get into the season and maybe the Packers lose a couple games back-to-back or something along those lines, then we'll see truly how he is going to handle the pressure aspect of it. In this press conference, he came across as cool, calm, and collected. Doesn't look like he's going to be rattled very easily. And the one thing that you really like to hear about Jordan Love is Jordan Love pretty much just said, regardless of if he makes a bad throw or has a bad game, he's always going to tell himself, I'm good and I belong here and I'm going to be fine. This is going to work itself out. That is what you want, right? You don't want uh, a player going into a shell. You don't want a player breaking mentally and starting to question whether or not they deserve to be out there. And I'm, I'm going to use one guy that comes to mind that I think kind of got wrecked mentally to a certain degree, and that's Mitch Trubisky, who was with the Chicago Bears and got all mad about what was on the TVs and the locker room and so forth at the Bears facility. That dude beat himself. He couldn't handle the mental side of things, and it got to him, and it ate him up. And I promise you, he is not the only person that has played sports uh, that pretty much ended himself because of the pressure that was on him, things that people were saying, and so forth. I don't know how Graham Mertz dealt with the criticism that he had at Wisconsin, which you know, eventually he ends up transferring. Could have been because of Luke Fickle. Could have been because he was sick of the pressure. I think it was probably because of the coaching change, and he probably read the writing on the wall that he probably was not going to start for Luke Fickle probably at the end of the day for the Wisconsin Badgers. But either way, he eventually transfers uh, to Florida to play for the Gators uh, in this upcoming college football season. But from having his first game where he was unbelievable, like a Hall of Famer, to then dropping a trophy, getting COVID, and then never looking like the same quarterback again, uh, and just being not good. Uh, And after having guys like me say, hey, man, Graham Mertz, all these stars he's got as a recruit coming out of Kansas. This is going to be the dude that's going to get us to the playoff in three or four years. Uh, And here we go, Badgers. What a great, great recruit by Paul Chris to go get a guy that everybody else wants at the quarterback position. Uh, And now to be able to put themselves in a position to finally get themselves over the hump because for so long, the Badgers were always a quarterback short outside of probably Russell Wilson, but he was a fifth-year transfer from North Carolina State, so that wasn't something that you recruited necessarily out of high school and had for a full three- or four-year run or five-year run. So pressure is a very big deal, and if you can't handle pressure and being in the spotlight, quarterback is probably not the position for you. Probably not. Now, replacing a Hall of Fame quarterback, extra spotlight comes on that one, right? So now it's not Jordan Love, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. They haven't uh, been to the playoffs in 15 years, and we'll see what Jordan Love can do uh, in Green Bay and see if he can pull them out of their doldrums. That's pressure, kind of, right? So maybe there's some pressure from the local media because you were a first-round pick and everybody's waiting to see if you 
can turn this morbid franchise around. That's that's there's some pressure to that, right? Uh, there's there's pressure if hey this this football team here had a had a really good quarterback uh, in Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, couldn't necessarily get it over the hump. And you're here now to get it over the hump uh, and to try to go you know win a Super Bowl that Jimmy G couldn't do. You know, are you going to be able to do that? Now that is replacing a average to above average quarterback uh, and trying to get the team over the hump. So is there some pressure there or was there maybe some pressure on Trey Lance or whatever the case may be? Yeah, probably. From a national standpoint, not really. Uh, not not a ton, I don't think, nationally, uh, ever got to Trey Lance. And then he got hurt, lost the job to Brock Purdy, and now they don't even have a quarterback until Brock Purdy gets back. Okay, so then there's this pressure that we're talking about in lovely Green Bay, Wisconsin, involving your quarterback, Jordan Love, and your former quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers. Now, the cool thing or weird thing about this is Rodgers just went through it, you know, 15 years ago, whatever the case may be, when he replaced a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he was a first-round quarterback that sat and waited, and trying to replace Brett Favre. Now, obviously, there is one huge, huge difference. Really isn't any hate towards Jordan Love. Really isn't any dislike towards Jordan Love. There's probably a lot of naysayers that he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. He's not going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre and everybody better wake up. Sure, you have some of that. But you don't have little kids holding signs that say, you suck, Rodgers, like there was at training camp when Rodgers was going to take over and Brett Favre had announced his retirement. That was horrible. And what Rodgers had to experience going through that, unbelievable. And it wasn't just local. There was some of that national media as well. Now you take it a step forward from even then. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You look at all the talking head TV shows on TV now. and They got to fill stuff. You know, they got three, four hour shows. They've got to fill it. You've got sports talk radio all over the country. Now, less and less local sports talk radio. But either way, you still do have sports talk uh, shows all over the radio. They're going to be talking about the National Football League because it's king. You have fans now. That, you know, back in the day, they didn't have access to social media. They could write you a letter uh, and be horrible human beings. Uh, but now it's a lot easier. Now you just get on social media and tell everybody what you think, regardless of you're right, wrong, or indifferent. You can put whatever you want out there. Doesn't matter. That also uh, can lead to some pressure, especially if you are on social media. 
Rodgers was on social media. Ryan Braun, when he was with the Brewers, chose not to be on social media, wanted nothing to do with it. Don't blame him. I've said in the past, if I was a professional athlete, you there is no way I'd be on social media. Not whatsoever. Why, why would you want to look at that for at that point? In fact, I just saw uh, an article the other day about LeBron James talking to his team and their series against Golden State and telling them, listen, I don't want you watching any sports shows on TV. I don't want you reading anything on the internet or on social media. Put your phones away, whatever the case may be. Uh, and I want you to focus kind of on this series at this point or watching movies or whatever, but stay away from all these opinions that people have on our series and sports and so forth. And he was saying it mainly for the playoffs. But in reality, you should probably just do it in general, to be honest with you. If you're a professional athlete, I would just stay away from all of it all the time. I I would never be paying attention to any of it because eventually it could get in your head and it could rattle you and it could shake you. And now Jordan Love is going to get into a situation here where you're going to get yourself into the season and there's going to be criticism that's going to come. It could come from Skip Bayless. It could come from Colin Coward, Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp. Pick whatever talking heads on TV you want to uh, point out here. Former NFL players like Sharp and some of these other guys that are on TV. There's going to be probably some criticism about Jordan Love and whether or not the Packers made the right decision, especially if Aaron Rodgers is playing really well with the New York Jets because that also is going to affect, I think, the pressure that goes with Jordan Love. If Aaron Rodgers is with the New York Jets and stinks, again, I doubt that's going to happen, but if he's with the New York Jets and he's not good and he looks old and he looks like a shell of himself and the offense is struggling and they're struggling and they're you know, around 500 or something like that, then way less pressure on Jordan Love. Because then at that point, everybody's like, well, looks like the Packers made the right decision getting out of that deal with uh, Aaron Rodgers when they did because the Jets gave up what they did and it's not working out and the Packers uh, with Jordan Love are allowing him to to grow and get better and move forward. Then there's not nearly as much pressure on Jordan Love. But if Rodgers balls out and plays like an MVP, which I think is a possibility, if he does that with the New York Jets, then all eyes on Jordan Love. Now, schedule comes out Thursday night. And on the Friday podcast, Andy Herman will go over the schedule and talk about the nuances of that and so forth. Talk some about the NFL draft. Lots to talk to Andy Herman about. But then it's going to be, even though there's a you know a lot of noon games probably, not Mondays. Ah, Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jets, now seven and one, and the Green Bay Packers uh, right now sit at three and five. And it doesn't look like uh, the Packers made the right decision by drafting Jordan Love when they did because. Look at how he's struggling and look at how this team is struggling. And meanwhile, uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing like an MVP again, uh, and they chose to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Clearly, the Packers made a big, big mistake drafting Jordan Love in the first round uh, when they did. That's going to be the angle. And I'll tell you something else, folks. It's not just going to be from the national media members. It's not. I guarantee you, on this very podcast, Kurt and Long, I'll have to deal with Ryan Horvath. Jets fan Ryan Horvath now because Aaron Rodgers is his favorite player. Still going to root for the Packers, he said. That's not changing. And if the Packers play the Jets in the Super Bowl, he said he's rooting for the Packers and not Aaron Rodgers. But he is going to have vested interest in the Jets because he wants Rodgers to do well. So 
If the scenario plays out like I said, he also probably, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but more than likely, he also is probably going to be critical of the Packers and the Jordan Love move if Love's not playing well and Rodgers is playing at some high level. And you're going to have that. So not only are you going to have the national pressure, but you also may have some of the local pressure of the media and sports talk show hosts and so forth uh, and columnists, right, uh, in the area questioning whether or not the Packers did the right thing. Now, is that fair? In my opinion, no. It's his first year as a starting quarterback. And I know, he sat for three years. And you can tell me you learn a lot. And I'll believe you that you learn a lot. But that is not the same thing as being on the football field, facing different defenses, going at game speed, not at practice speed, not at preseason speed, but at regular season speed. And that has nothing to do with when you get to the postseason when the intensity ratchets up another notch. That's a whole nother level of trying to figure out how to play in that atmosphere. There's a lot of things that you learn once you're in the game, which is much different than watching on the sidelines. And then on top of that, Jordan Love has the youngest wide receiver room, I believe, in the National Football League, the youngest tight end room, I believe, in the National Football League as well. So all of those things are going to make it more difficult for them to be successful because guys are going to be making mistakes as they're trying to make sure they're in the right position, that they don't miss the block, that they run the right route, uh, and do everything that is expected of them within this offense. So all of that will not be brought up probably if he struggles. Now, when they come after Jordan Love, if we get to that point, then how is he going to handle that quote-unquote pressure uh, that we've been talking about during this Curry Long podcast. Will then he then maybe get a little terse? Will he then maybe snap a little bit more back about, hey guys, we got a young wide receiver room, tight ends are really young, trying to figure this thing out. You know, give us a break. It's going to take us a little while. I know y'all want to go to the Super Bowl this year and so forth, but listen, we got to figure this out first before we get started. You know, does he get to that point at some point this season where he starts firing back at the media? Uh, with some short, snide comments and so forth, and kind of shows that he's kind of getting frustrated. Aaron Rodgers used to do that. Sure did. You could tell when Rodgers was mad and when he'd chirp back at the media and be in a bad mood after the game. You could tell that that game had gotten at him and it was eating away at him as he was sitting in that post-game presser. Then there was other years where he wasn't worried. You know, the R-E-L-A-X a year where he tells everybody to relax and they go on that they they go on that to go on to run that table uh, at the end of the regular season. He wasn't as worried. You could tell last year, especially in the first half, that he he was not a happy camper with how everything was playing out uh, at that point of the season. He wasn't happy. And I I don't to be honest with you, I don't know how happy he really truly was throughout the course of the year. He acts like he was and so forth. But I think there was probably a lot of frustrations that went along with last year and how that whole thing played out. As I've said before, and I'll say again, I think they kind of set him up to fail, to be honest with you, based on what they didn't give him uh, and based on what he had to work with. Uh, and then on top of that, the offensive line being injured constantly throughout the season didn't do him any favors whatsoever. He never had Watson and Dobbs healthy at the same time for a good stretch period of time from the beginning season, uh, beginning of the season on. You know, Watson drops that first ball uh, and then eventually gets hurt, and then you don't have him. Remember the Washington game? They thought he was playing. They built the whole offense around Watson, and then he's a late scratch and doesn't play and screws everything up, and Rodgers pretty much after the game says, hey, guys, sorry, but 
we had, the whole game plan was pretty much around that dude, and then he didn't play, and we had to adjust on the fly and didn't do a good enough job. So they never really got to go where they wanted to go. And you just have this feeling that that front office was itching to make that change here at some point. We're just waiting for him to stumble to give themselves a reason to kind of get out of it and get to their guy, Jordan Love. So that was part of the discussion was pressure. The other thing that kind of came up throughout this whole thing was working with your guys in the offseason. And Jordan Love said, you know, it was Dobbs, it was Aaron Jones. But he also pointed out that after OTAs, the plan is he's going to get even more of these guys together and they're going to continue to work in the offseason between their different Packer uh, activities that they have with OTAs, mandatory OTAs, training camp, that he wants to work more with these guys. So there's that as well. So that's a good sign because so many of us have wanted Aaron Rodgers to do something like this forever. And Aaron Rodgers didn't do it. Now he's doing it with Alan Lazard or whatever in New York. That's just poking at the Packers. That's not real. Going to OTAs again, poking at the Packers, not real. In fact, he all but said, now after they got Cobb, yeah, I'll probably be at like half of them. I, I got previous commitments because the dude didn't know when OTAs were, right? You, you had no idea when OTAs were? Come on, man. So he never planned on going to all these, but for camera and make everybody look good, he showed up at the first couple of them, and it'll go back to the packway probably uh, here shortly. So that's good from the Jordan Love Press Conference. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You watch Aaron Jones press conference here on Thursday. You watch Kenny Clark press conference here on Thursday, especially Aaron Jones press conference, talking about how they love them some Jordan Love. They're going to do whatever it takes to try and make sure that uh, he's successful, make sure this kind of team wins. They'll run through a wall for him, I believe, or something along those lines, is what Aaron Jones had to say about Jordan Love. And how he kind of his head down, didn't say a word through this whole process of backing up Aaron Rodgers, never caused uh, any stir in the locker room, nothing ever went sideways because of maybe if he had frustration, whatever the case may be, acted like, tr- act like a true pro in this whole deal. So much of being successful at that position, I believe, is confidence and then respect from your peers inside of that locker room. That is a huge, huge part of it, right? And I think he has both of those qualities already going for him as they head into training camp, as they head into preseason, as they head into the regular season. As Ryan Horvat and I talked about on the last curtain Long about the importance of the schedule drop on Thursday night and how the schedule lines up, I think is a big deal. You do not want to get in a position where you open up with three or four tough games where clearly they're the better team going in, uh, and then all of a sudden you're 0-4 or 1-3 to start the year. You want some teams that aren't projected to be very good, that don't have a ton of talent, that have young quarterbacks. That's who you want to play early, or anybody in your division, because I don't think anybody in the division is that significantly better necessarily necessarily, uh, than the Packers. And give yourself a chance to be two and two after four games or three and one after four games because that confidence, right? And that trust from that locker room and that quarterback will still be at a really, really high point 
because he'll show that he can win games and win them semi-consistently through four games. That's what you want. You're 0-4, 1-3. Human nature is going to be, depending on how you lose now, right? And if you lose because your field goal kicker, your rookie Carlson, misses you know two or three game winners that he should have made, or misses two or three field goals in a game and you lose by, you know, three points a couple of games, or your defense falters and gives up game-winning drives after you have the lead, okay, then maybe it's not on Jordan Love. But if you go one and three, zero and four, and Love has six interceptions and two touchdowns through four weeks, then it's going to be all about everybody questioning about Jordan Love and everything that comes along with it. That's why the schedule is so freaking important uh, as far as, who they play, when they play them, and what the whole thing really looks like uh, at the end of the day. The other thing I don't want to forget, and I don't want to leave out, I love talking about Aaron Rodgers, uh, and Rob Domowski has the exact quote in his ESPN article, uh, talking about he talked to Rodgers after the trade. We talked after the trade, kind of just wish you the best going forward. He wished me the best and is always there for me if I need anything. If I have any questions or anything, I'm always just grateful to be around him and for the time I had with him to be able to learn and be behind him It's very grateful for me. This, to me, is one other thing that I want to point out. When they asked Jordan Love in this press conference on on Wednesday, I should say, about, you know, what did you take away, right? What what message or something that stuck with you that he said are you going to take away from this, from Aaron Rodgers, that that you're really going to hold on to going forward? He didn't have anything. He didn't have anything. He... He just pretty much said, I, I, hey, you know, I learned how to be a true professional, how to deal with my teammates, uh, how he prepped and worked every day, you know, how he worked in practice and so forth. That's what he learned. Kind of, he learned the way you're supposed to play quarterback uh, in the NFL as far as work ethic and so forth. And somebody asked him about, uh, you know, being your own guy and not trying necessarily to copy Roger's footwork and not trying to copy things that, you know, Rodgers does on the football field. And that's Jordan Love chuckled at that one and pretty much said, dude, he he does stuff that, you know, your feet are pointing one way, you're throwing the other way. You shouldn't be able to do that. And he's able to, to, you know, to make that work. So I'm not trying to, you know, necessarily copy that at this point. Now, in fairness, Rodgers said the exact same thing about Brett Favre, about how his footwork was all jacked up and he was still being able to make all these crazy plays. And, you know, that's not something necessarily that Aaron was trying to do when he, you know, was trying to be, you know, more ABC. Uh, quarterback, the way to do it, you know, the right way. By the end of his career, he was doing the same type of stuff as Brett was. Footwork was all jacked up, thrown off the long leg, and all that other stuff. Like, Rodgers became so much more like Brett, outside of the interceptions, uh, as far as how the tenure in Green Bay ended, uh, what his footwork looked like, all of that stuff ended up to be more like Brett uh, by the end of the day. I want to go over quickly uh, here on the way out. Um, Just the idea of the defense and how important they are to this football team. When they were talking with Kenny Clark on Wednesday, and again, if you guys miss these videos, you can just go to the Packers Twitter account uh, and they have them all posted. You can just sit there and, and watch them all. They're all like 15 minutes or whatever the case may be. And they asked Kenny Clark about, of course, is there any more pressure on you not having Aaron Rodgers? And Kenny Clark pretty much said no. He's got to play complimentary football like we always do. And that doesn't really affect us necessarily one way or the other, regardless of if it's Rodgers or Jordan Love at quarterback. Okay, that's a fair answer. Realistically, do I believe him? Maybe not. I think maybe if it's not at the front of your head, 
But I think in the back of your head, especially if Love doesn't play well early, you are going to be thinking, all right, guys, we can't give up more than 13. Otherwise, we have no chance because this offense can't score. Then I think it does become a thing. Going into the season, maybe you're not thinking that way until you see how good or bad this Packers offense is with Jordan Love. But they then were talking to Kenny Clark uh, about the defense. And, you know, you got all these first round picks and so forth. And, you know, how does this defense get better kind of going forward? He had two things. And he repeated the two things on multiple answers with inside this press conference with the uh, Packer media on Wednesday. Tackling has to be better. Stopping the run has to be better. Those are the two things he hammered on that must get better. And then he talked about, you know, TJ Sladen and Devontae White have to take big steps this year with Dean Lowry gone and so forth uh, and Reed gone. Uh, and then he's kind of expecting them to take those next big steps because those are the next guys in line to step up and have prominent roles uh, with Kenny Clark on that defensive line going forward. My thing is this. How do you become a better tackling team with the same dudes, same coaching staff? That's where I struggle. You didn't go out and draft, you know, three new linebackers and a couple of new safeties, and all of these rookies are playing on the defensive side of the football. They're all tackling machines. Like Brian Branch at Alabama, tackling machine that safety. They didn't take him. Went to the Lions. But if you would have added him, okay, he's going to make you a better tackling team because he's really good at it. That's what that dude does. You didn't really replace any personnel on the defensive side of the ball that makes me think that from the end of last season to the beginning of the upcoming season, these guys who've all been in the league several years now are all of a sudden going to learn how to tackle better. Now, could Quay Walker improve his tackling at linebacker? Sure, that's possible. I know he missed some. But your safety position is still a mess. There's still no, no, nobody really signed there. It's Ford and, and Savage. And I saw a report that, oh, they want Savage to play like he did back his first couple of years in the league. And they're going to adjust his role to be more of that type of player versus how Joe Barry has been using him. And again, that's, that's not going to make him a better tackler one way or the other. Jair Alexander then looked like he wanted to tackle anybody last year. A lot of, as Ryan Horvath would put it, business decisions by Jair Alexander, whether or not he was going to stick his nose in there and try and make a tackle. So I don't know how you get better tackling when it's the same dudes and same coaching staff. So it's not like somebody's teaching you something new. Nothing's changed. Stopping the run. If they're going to stop the run better, part of it is scheme probably, and part of it is the defensive line has to play better and the middle linebackers have to play better. And you have to contain on the outside with the outside linebackers. Everybody's got to play better in that one aspect of their game. Devontae White, when they drafted him, was expected to be good against the run. TJ Slayton is a massive human being. Massive. You expect him to be able to eat up a couple of blocks and stick out a big old arm as somebody's running by him and slow him down. Hold on to him. Bring him down. You're hoping that Slayton can be that guy as well. And not just be that guy on a play, but be that guy consistently for 17 games. See, that's the thing. You can get splash plays from some of these guys on defense. The issue is you don't get the consistency of that play week in, week out, week in, week out. 
it's a roller coaster of what you're going to get from some of these guys on the defensive side of the ball. And that's what makes it very difficult to believe that all of a sudden they're going to be a top five or top 10 defense this year. Sure. You want to put all the blame on Joe Barry. I get it. The dudes with the helmets on though, have to play at a more consistent level and at a better level with what they're being asked to do. And quite frankly, I don't think they've been very good and very consistent individually and as a group for the last several years. It's up and down. So that also has to change because if the defense isn't any good, then we talk about pressure. All of a sudden, there's more pressure on Jordan Love because your defense is giving up 24 points a game. You've got to figure out how to score 24 points or more every game. Now you're talking about even more pressure and having to do it with young wide receivers and young tight ends. It makes the pressure all the more immense on the quarterback if the defense isn't doing their job. Jordan Love doesn't need any more pressure. That defense better figure it out if this Packers football team is going to be talking about nine or 10 wins at the end of the season. That'll do it for another edition of Curtin Long. Like I said, I'm hoping uh, that we will have Andy Herman on the Curtin Long podcast Friday. That'll drop at 5 p.m. Central Time uh, on Friday, like it normally does, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on your Odyssey app, wherever you download your favorite uh, podcast app. Have a good one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Toodles!